Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motor Studio, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Play-by-play call of the day. The Cubs get a no-hitter. The 3-1 pitch on the way. A swing and a ground ball toward the middle. Baez has it. Throws to first. Alec Mills has just pitched a no-hitter. A no-hitter for Cubs right-hander Alec Mills. A ground ball to Baez. A routine play. The Cubs are mobbing the young right-hander on the mound. Jumping up and down. What a great moment for Alec Mills as the Cubs win the ball game 12 to nothing. You know what's interesting about that? Only five swings and misses in the game. Only five. How about that? All right, with that, we bring in the outstanding Adam Rittenberg. Adam, welcome. Great to have you with us. Hope you and yours are safe and sound and doing well. I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, so let's get to the question at this hour. What do we know? Well, it's been a quiet day, uh, but there was just some news uh, not long ago. Uh, Rebecca Blank, who's the chancellor at Wisconsin uh, on a teleconference, well, asking, was asked about Big Ten football, and she said, uh, quote, I will say we're all going to move forward together in the Big Ten. We're all going to play or not if we possibly can. It's not going to be a school-by-school thing. So that, at least for now, puts to rest some of the speculation that um, if the league did intend on starting this fall season, that some schools might not be part of it, that they would choose to opt out. I think after the presentation on Sunday to all of the Big Ten presidents and chancellors, very comprehensive, especially around the medical information, I think there's a sense now that, uh, that you know, if, if the league returns and, and plays fall football, and, and I believe it will, uh, that, that all schools are comfortable with at least attempting to play a season possibly as soon as October 17th. I don't think people realize how comprehensive this presentation was. It, it took a lot of time because it wasn't just medical protocols, which were extensive, quick testing, which was important, but also dealt with TV and also scheduling. So this was an all-encompassing presentation, correct, Adam? Correct. Uh, very, uh, very comprehensive. Uh, was marathon was one word that I was uh, told to describe it. And, you know, it was heavily based on the medical information. And, again, I know there was a lot of criticism for Kevin Warren and all sorts of theories as to why the Big Ten postponed initially. I don't think they did a good enough job of of explaining it really was because of medical concerns from the medical doctors in this conference on August 11th. Those concerns, not that they're completely gone, but I think there's a much different tone in the Big Ten medical community, especially around what you referenced the rapid testing, even some information about um, you know, screening for, for heart issues and just the ability to manage uh, a season amid this, uh, amid, amid this pandemic. I think it's, there's a lot more confidence now 
uh, you know, Jim Borchers, who's the lead team physician at Ohio State, who co-chaired the uh, the medical subcommittee along with Sandy Barber, the AD at Penn State, who we all know uh, very well, and there are other lead team physicians on that on that subcommittee. There's infectious diseases experts, there's sports medicine uh, chiefs on these campuses, and I think the fact that they're confident. And they have a lot more information about how this can be done. In theory, that should that should give the presidents a little bit more confidence. But as we all know, presidents are unpredictable, and and we'll see how this thing shakes out. But I think the comments by uh, Chancellor Blank, uh, I I read into them as being very encouraging. Uh, you mentioned uh, the, the the president's part of it. We met, referenced it a couple of times. How difficult is it? Okay, you're somebody that's well sourced. But a lot of times, with all due respect, those sources can be athletic directors, they can be coaches, sometimes it's a player. Who has sources that are presidents? <laughs> Great question. It's certainly not me. I, I know it's. Right. I don't know if you have those those the lines no, into them. But, no, but, no. But you know, maybe what, it's our, our friends at the Chronicle Higher Education or InsideHigherEd.com or, or or you know those those almost trade publications. They they probably have a better uh, sense. I I I, you know, I I know some of the Big Ten presidents, not many, but I I would not describe uh, my source base as is including many university presidents. Maybe the one of the lessons in this uh, in this process, uh, Steve, is that I, I need to be better sourced with uh, with the presidential yeah. community. See, but this is my point about this. Uh, you know, I mean, we can kid about it, but that's what's made this story so difficult. People are like, "Well, don't you know what's going on? How do you not know what's going on?" Okay, whose source is a university president? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody has that right. source. Right. And that that's right. what has made this story a difficult one to track. Extremely difficult. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I think I think we we certainly I know I tried to you know inform my audience and and anyone who would listen that you know some of the key decisions around the season, uh, given how unusual it is, were not going to be made by coaches and not going to be made necessarily by athletic directors, but it was going to be a presidential decision because of the seriousness of it. And um, you know, we, we encounter this a little bit with realignment certainly and, and some other things but typically the, the the big 10 decision makers are the ad's and the coaches and and others in the right. conference and, and and this is one of those above their their level decisions um and conversations that's again ongoing right now to some degree although it doesn't seem like much is happening today but but the, they were always going to be the ones making the call and i think another thing that's hard for just your your average college football fan to understand is that university presidents are dealing with budgets that make the football budget look like a couple of uh, like 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 loose change on my desk right now. I mean, may, right. maybe not that extreme, but they're dealing with much larger issues with an entire campus with tens of thousands of students in some cases and all sorts of safety concerns and all sorts of liability. And so, you know, this is certainly part of their job and if they're in the Big 10, they need to recognize how important football is in this conference. But it's not a large part of their job. It's just a small part. And that's an, an important perspective to have when evaluating what's going on. This now being what the, the 14th, there's now been a full weekend of NFL games, but we don't know what the post-game testing happens to be. Maybe we do with the Chiefs and the Texans. We've had a couple of weekends now of college football. Power 5 got some schools going this past weekend. So far, with a blip here or there, Memphis being one, so far, okay. You know, so far, so good. Does that 
weigh into the decision of the Big Ten presidents, you think, that so far it's gone okay, and if you start a little later, you'll have a read on everybody when you actually start playing? Yeah, I mean, I think everything is being monitored. Um, uh, you know, I think one thing that the Big Ten folks, from what I was told, they, they did not – I mean, I, I think it's evidenced by their decision to postpone. They, they seem to be less willing – um, uh, to go through the ups and downs of some of the other conferences. You're seeing postponements. You're seeing stoppages in practices. Um, you know, we saw that last week with, with Virginia and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech just can't play right now. You know, BYU plays a game at Navy, uh, a dominant game. Then they come back, and in midweek they have what I was told was a small number of, of positive COVID tests. But since they were all on the plane together, that knocks them out for this game against Army that was supposed to happen this Saturday. So it, it is, I, I really think, again, the rapid testing, I know it's been there to some degree in other sports and in other fields earlier, but it hasn't really come full force to college football. And I think when it does, not everything goes away, but it, the sport will just be so much easier to be played because then you're not dealing with large numbers. I mean, I, we haven't seen many teams other than when they first got back to campus where you had 30 positive tests. You have right. eight positive tests and 40 other guys that can't do anything. With the rapid testing, my understanding is that that 40 guys who can't do anything part should go away almost completely. And so it's a lot easier to to go through a practice. I was talking to a special teams coach in the Big Ten right now who was telling me, I can't do any of my stuff because of contact tracing. And right. it's going to be a mess when we get out there because if I can't practice these things in advance, so it's that, that, that those, those elements are very, very important. And what's interesting is that Illinois, I believe, now has some rapid testing on their campus, and they're very proud of it. I mean, everything they do. By the way, don't forget, we're having a meeting at the Quad. We have rapid testing. <laughs> it's always in the press release. They're very proud of it. Right. Oh, uh, So we play the waiting game. So I just want to make sure from your vantage point where you're sitting right now, you don't see any white smoke at the moment, right? <laughs> you know, not, nothing, nothing that at this moment that we're talking, but it certainly can change quickly. Um, it wouldn't be surprising if nothing happens today. Not saying that it won't, but I think I, 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 we're already sitting here at you know four fifteen in the afternoon. Nothing has happened as far as anything official from the Big Ten. But I, I, I would still expect something to happen as far as a vote and a decision and a resolution. You know, hopefully by midweek. I, you know, it's obviously been a long and drawn out process. Presidents have a lot of other things going on. It's hard to get everybody to to have uh, a lot of different meetings together. But um, I think there's a sense uh, that uh, you know, hopefully they, they've heard what they need to hear after the meeting Sunday, and eight of them were in another meeting with the medical subcommittee on Saturday. So uh, that information has been relayed. I don't yeah. think there's a need to go over it much more to this point. It's time to make a decision. And as Rebecca Blank is saying today, it's going to be a united decision one way or the other. Right, and one final, one final point. I know that James, uh, James Franklin on the uh, – Network Coaches show a little more than a week ago. I said, how long would it take you to ramp up? And he, he he talked about four weeks. I know Paul Christ, I think, mentioned to Barry Alvarez three. Has anybody else mentioned to you how long they think, how quickly they think they could ramp their football program up? 
Yeah, about a month is what I've heard on average from coaches in the conference, um, you know, which would, again, put us around that October 17th date if, if, if they're allowed to start. Uh, you know, I mean, some, some are already going through sort of the, uh, the, 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 the uh, no pads practices now, but if you can start right. uh, padded practices and, and getting that going in the next, you know, I would say two weeks, uh, I think there's certainly a chance for most of these teams to get on the field by mid-October. Adam, thanks so much. I know your time was limited. We really appreciate the time you gave us. You always do great work. Thanks. I appreciate you. and appreciate you having me on. Adam Rittenberg joining us from ESPN. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we're all playing this the waiting game right now. I think uh, and people are I think what strikes some people about this is that they they look at it and they go, well, how, you know, how come nobody has a sense or a feel for this? It's hard to have a sense or a feel for this because the people making the decision are not connected to sports. Thus, sports reporters don't have a connection really to them. It makes it it makes it different and difficult. That's why it's been a harder story to track. Back with more in a moment, brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you listen to the show today, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business, whatever your insurance need may be, they'll find you the best price. Maybe it's in the form of a bundle. They'll work as hard as they can to get you exactly the insurance that you need. And they take care of that policy all the time. All the time. And that is Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online... At sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. 
So now we wait. And look, part of this too is you have to make sure that you have 14 presidents, for example, that all have the same time frame to vote. I mean, there's so much happening on campuses all over the place right now. It is, it's difficult for them. You know, they, they have to make all these decisions dealing with uh, various elements that are going on right now. And because they have to make those decisions, oh, by the way, we've got to make the sports decision too. Yeah, I know it's important. Uh, but I've got to, right now I'm handling this, this, and this. I can't vote at this hour. I mean, it's, that's part of the issue, too. But they want to get it you know, done ASAP because you want to give your sport, whatever it may be, give them a fighting chance. I mean, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make a decision here that gives them a fighting chance. And I also think that if you want to do this, if you want to do this, I think something else that's important here by starting, you're going to be starting later than other people. Well, because you're starting later than other people in this, um, that actually is going to be really, I mean, in other words, there'll be people playing in front of you. And since they're playing in front of you, that actually gives you the opportunity to find out how did they come out of it? How did they do? Did they, you know, is the testing going well for them? Is it turns out maybe they have the same quick test we do? Well, since they have the same quick test that we do, how effective is it? Is it working well? That's what you're trying, you know. That's where I think some of this stuff can be very useful. Very useful. Meanwhile, you feel like with basketball, you feel like you have... um, I I think you feel like you have a, a better handle... And what's going on with basketball, in part maybe because it's so a little more centralized. And, you know, you're hearing a couple of dates here and there, but they're going to play, and it sounds like maybe November 21st has become the compromise date instead of November 25th. That four days pushes it back to the weekend before. And that's where... Um, And, you know, that's where you're going to get uh, uh, I think it's going to be an easier It's. It, I think it's because it's centralized like that I think you're going to have a more definitive answer on that about that I, I think that's going to be a, a big part of this And you know, with that, I think that that's a big part of this.
I'd say that, you know, that's going to be a big part of it. Here it's being done individually. Uh, and because it's being done individually, that makes a difference. So now we got to wait to see, in the end, what they decide. I don't know. I'm like you. I'm just, I'm waiting. And as I pointed out, in all fairness to the reporters trying to cover this, this is a little different to cover because, in other words, who has sources that are university presidents? Who? Rare. I've, I've read something about... Um, Somebody said Northwestern might be against this. Morton Shapiro, who's the president at Northwestern, is a huge football fan. I mean, he knows. I mean, I had to put together a chart for the two deep on Northwestern football. My understanding is Morton Shapiro can can do it off the top of his head. So... So I mean, believe me, not I mean, not everybody sitting there going, oh, you know, I, I mean, they're I mean, Eric Barron is a big football fan. He's a big football fan. You know, I don't think that I don't think people realize that because again, he's he's not somebody that um, you know, uh, how well do people know university presidents? I mean, really. I mean, we're not all like Matt, who's well-connected to every university president in the country. Yeah, the difference is Matt brags about it. Matt's rolling his eyes. Matt's not in a good mood today, okay? I just want you to know, he's not in a good mood. The Let's reason just say is- I'm still a little bit numb to that disaster of a game yesterday. You got to protect your quarterback. You got to play some defense. You also need to throw the ball away. Oh, now now we're bitter. I'm very concerned about the mentality of the quarterback right now. But he speaks highly of you. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors here, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Yes. Home, auto, life, business insurance, whatever it may be, they will take care of it. All at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. They'll do everything they can to save you money. All they can do. Okay. They're the best in the business. Pros, pros. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Fresh off an eagle at 18 at Mountain View. 
which opened the door for him to shoot 75 today. We bring in Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. Wow. What an introduction. It means so much to me that you noticed, Steve. I'm blushing. It's all over the place. Hold hold <laughs> out from the fairway. I I got a I got a Dan Wetzel nice round. I mean all the all the heavy hitters are weighing in. Well, hey. Wetzel should weigh in. Look. Sure. And the on the golf course among reporters, you're a heavyweight. <laughs> the thing about it, Steve, is you can't see the hole. I know. Elevated green. Oh, I know. So I... It was fairly anticlimactic. But, uh, <laughs> guys, where's my ball? And then my playing partner said, I see it. I see it. It's in the hole. What? It was, see, with, with Jack Ham's hole in one, we saw it. Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get the thrill. I, I don't hole out, Steve. That's not a thing that happens to me. So, I have, I have four eagles in my lifetime. Three of them are hole outs. Wow. Okay. Yep. All right. Nobody wants to hear about that. They want to hear about what's going on with the Big Ten. I think I just summed up the audience very quickly there. It's like, all right, knock it off. Who cares about your whole house? I mean, we could have kept going. I don't I understand. <laughs> I understand. Uh, so at this hour, what do we know? What don't we know? Uh, that's great. Um, no, I, look, I think that there's a lot of speculating slash hand-wringing as though Sunday was supposed to be the day that we got an answer. And I I just, I I think there's kind of a fundamental disconnect in understanding the realities of an operation this size and, and kind of how the uh, I don't know if this is the right word. The bureaucracy works, you know. Uh, all, all, also encompassing eleven states too. Yeah, like this is not this is not crossing T's and dot, dotting I's. Like you know, television partners. Like it's just uh, testing companies. It's it's massively deep in terms of the scale of this and making this work. And so, you know, I I think that what you can kind of surmise from Saturday and Sunday is the reporting the reporting is legitimate, right? There there was uh a small scale presentation by the quote unquote return to play task force to uh, I guess the reporting was eight eight presidents. Uh, and then that expanded to a complete session yesterday in the afternoon. Uh, they were expected to go on for a few hours, uh, you know, kind of into the evening last night after that presentation. And, you know, ultimately, uh, I, I think that we're all on the same page, that there's a, a level of optimism that uh, they have the votes, right, that, that they're going to be able to, uh, to, to kick this thing uh, into gear. The problem, as I see it, is, you know, some, some kind of conflicting frames of thought that I'm not, I'm not sure that I can provide any insight on or, or rectify at this time, which is, you know, you've got a few people saying, look, there's just a reality that some of these presidents uh, are a no, right? It's a hard no, and they're not going to play. Uh, and then you've got Brett McMurphy last night 
uh, among a couple of others, reporting that if the Big Ten's going to play, all teams are going to play. Um, well, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't align or that doesn't bode well uh, because it, it does seem fairly obvious or fairly clear, um, you know, that that there are just going to be some programs that that you know it's a hard no. Um, and so at this point, you know, uh, I, I think that there's a, a level of patience required to, to just let this thing work itself out and. You know, we'll, we should we should be getting an answer here uh, pretty soon. Whether it's today or tomorrow, I don't know. But um, you know, I, I'm certainly anticipating that there's going to be an answer before Wednesday, which, as you alluded to, is you know the basketball plan. Right, and I, I that was actually one of the last items I I pointed out on Friday. I said, you know, in terms of the optics, wouldn't you like to have a football part straightened out before basketballs, you know, is is put out there. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Is it possible? I mean, look, you can have two or three quote hard nose in here and still have it approved. Um, is it possible to vote yes and opt out? Right. I yeah. I don't. <laughs> in other words, I'll, I don't know. I mean, in I, other I, words, I, I we'll think... we'll take a portion of the TV money because we're part of the conference, but we don't feel safe in our own right in playing. Which then comes see this this word's complicated. It wasn't just the medical group, but the TV group had to present, the scheduling group had to present. There was a lot of yep. items that had to be presented, yep. which gave them a lot of information to absorb in this. This was not a simple. Hey, great job! All right, let's vote yes. Right. I mean, it, right. this this was far more expansive than people realize. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think that you and I have talked about this previously in this space, but, um, you know, how have the terms from the original conversation changed? Right. The fact that the fall sports championships in the NCAA have uh, subsequently been moved uh, to the spring for the non-rev sports, how, how does that impact this, right? Is, uh, and I'm, I don't have clarity on that. Maybe you do. I don't. Um, you know, like if if my understanding if my understanding of the original conversation is correct, right? And I feel pretty confident that it is. You know, the framework that they were working of the original time, right? August 11 is that for the Big Ten to play football, everyone had to play, and for everyone to play, they had to also be willing to put on all of their other sports. Well. You know, <laughs> that both of those seem to me to be non-starters, right? If those, if that is still the framework, then that that's a no-go. Uh, but given all of the optimism that we've seen and some of the pushing, um, you know, publicly uh, from coaches and administrators, you know, you would think that 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 those ground rules would have to have shifted um, to to allow for teams to opt out. James Franklin's been saying it publicly for four months, right? <laughs> you, you, you have to allow uh, programs that don't want to play to opt out. Yes. Uh, and, then, and then, you know, I, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's abundantly clear that just given the resources that this is going to take, that you're also going to have to be okay with field hockey, you know, shifting to the spring. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see any other way for, for that to work. Well, uh, there, there are a couple parts. When it comes to, so far on the safety front, 
so far, college football it hasn't been smooth, but to this point, through two weekends, they seem to have negotiated it pretty well. Not perfect, but pretty well, which I think helps. Uh, yep. We'll see how the NFL comes out, but it looks like they've negotiated it pretty well in the opening weekend. Uh, if you're doing that, then you mentioned field hockey, for example. Field hockey, volleyball, men's, women's soccer, playing in the spring is, is a possibility. Well, sometimes you, you have to take a little different route because the financial health of this whole thing is going to be relying on whether or not you play, and which should not be the final overriding thing. But if you think you can do it safely, then it does become a factor. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Uh... Certainly, there there are major dollars on the table here, um, you know, in both directions, right? I mean, if yeah. you pass it up, if you pass it up, you're losing out. And if you don't pass it up, um, you know, given the circumstances otherwise, uh, it's a it's a major boon, uh, you know, to your athletic department. Um, it, you know, it just it seems to me, um, James said, Franklin said on their kind of in-house podcast last week that there were 13 or 14 stipulations right or mm-hmm. medical questions or uncertainties mm-hmm. uh you, you know my understanding never went that far right 13 13 or 14 i'm not i'm not aware of that um you know but it seemed to me like the major ones were testing availability which um you know i, I don't know how much you discussed uh dr sebastianelli's um, ill-fated <laughs> discussion with the, the school board, but you know there was some pretty revealing insight uh, that he provided in that session. In that testing this summer was a mess; it was a catastrophe, uh, and he was reporting 18 to 20 day turnarounds on getting testing results. Right. Well, if an 18 to 20 day testing result is status quo currently i can tell you right now it's never going to happen right like they, they, right. they just were not going to play football under those circumstances well rapid testing uh widely available rapid testing all of those things open the door to, to being able yeah. to fly yeah illinois right? illinois in fact you know it's illinois tells everybody almost every other hour they've got rapid testing now I mean, yep. like everything. I mean, yep. they, they send out a, a, something to the college communications. Hey, don't forget, your classes started. And they, hey, we have rapid testing. It's like it's in there. <laughs> they, they're very, they're, they're justifiably very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's obviously the, this is, you know, this overwhelming complex situation, right? Like, I, I, I just think it's hard for all of us to grasp how complex uh, and deep this is, but you know, there's a simplicity to it too. In that, if you know you're negative, then you can't give it to somebody else. And so, that that aspect of being able to know is is the key, right? I mean, yeah. if, you, if you can find out quickly, right. uh, it's not it's not about one person in football getting it, right? Or it's not about uh, just somebody on campus getting it. It's being able to identify where it is and contain the spread of it so that yeah. it's not something that balloons exponentially. Uh, and so if, if, if you can do that in football, if you can show up at the football building 
uh, you know, at noon and take a test and, you know, continue maintain your social distancing, maintain all of those other protocols, and within two hours, uh, you know, after a couple of meetings are held, you're get, given a result uh, and you're cleared to go. Uh, that's it. It might, it might be quick. It might actually might be quicker than that. Uh, the other part too is look. Uh, something I would I would suggest would be this: if you want to start, the date being thrown out seems to be October seventeenth. All right, that's no mystery. It seems to be like that's the date being thrown out. Well, at that point, the SEC's already played a couple of weeks. The Big Twelve and the ACC have been playing. You have a pretty good read from everybody else. If things are starting to head south, then you can head south. Because you're already you're already lagged behind them anyway, so to me that would be under the category of not quite, but close to no harm, no foul. Yeah, and this is this is something that that I also think there's a, a, a disconnect with, and, and and truly this is through no insight provided to me by contacts or sources or anything. This is just me doing some mental math on this. But you know the conversation about the college football playoff. Right, at Ryan Day's statement on Friday or Thursday, whatever mm-hmm. that was, yeah. uh, it's irrelevant, <laughs> right? Like, to, not to us. To us, it's extremely relevant. All, all of these things mm-hmm. uh, in the sports world are extremely relevant. Right. They are not extremely relevant, right? Like the likelihood that Ohio State or that some representative from the Big Ten makes the college football playoff is not going to dictate to. Academia elite, the schedule that they push, right? Like it's just that's just that's just not going to be uh, an overriding factor. Like, may, it, could it be a factor? Yes, uh, but it's it's just going to be down the list uh, in terms of the priorities that that shape how they set this up. You know, uh, Wednesday is the day the NCAA makes its announcement on what they intend to do with college basketball. There were four options on the table. It appeared that two options emerged as the leaders. One was starting on time, November 10th, with a September 29th start date, but the one that appears to be gaining the most traction from the uh, conference call with the coaches was November 25th, starting, I think, with October 13, 14, something like that. But the bottom line is they want to play, and they don't want 5,000 teams in the tournament either. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, that's the uh, AC. That's the ACC proposal. Hey, let's have everybody be in. Great. Yeah, doesn't doesn't uh, compute. No, I look. I, I think obviously they want to play. I think that the size of the sport, right, the number of people that you're talking about, makes it um, you know slightly less complicated than than football. Um, you know, but but it does seem to me as though, you know, the NCAA, well, first of all, it has to happen, right? For, for the survival of the NCAA as an organization, college basketball, men's college basketball, has to exist this year, and they have to have a tournament, bottom mm-hmm. line. Right. Um, it's just reality, fiscal reality. And it's not um, just, and look, it's, let's remember, it's not just for, for Power Five. Yep. I mean, smaller perfect. schools need that money. Right. Yep, and so and so the structure as we currently understand it, uh, for that to continue, that that is that they have to make this work, um, you know. But it does, but it does seem clear that there is some conversation uh, and momentum toward uh, 
on-campus bubbling, I guess, is the way to put it. You know, um, just just being able to somewhat shield off your athletic, athletic uh, community, right? Your student athletes from the from the larger student body. Um, and so, I don't know exactly how they intend to make that happen, or how they how they plan to put that into play. You know, and 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 how they structure games, right? I mean, is there is there a possibility that um, you know the the nature of games is not going to be Wednesday Sunday at the Bryce Jordan Center, right? Like, mm-hmm. could could it be that six teams um, you know kind of gather in one spot and you knock out three games over a five day span? Um, you know, I, I mean, I've, I, there's been a, a number of different things kind of suggested out there, but yeah, I mean, it, it's I, certainly I have optimism that uh, the NCAA is going to, you know, have something legitimate <laughs> to to unveil on Wednesday of this week. Yeah, no, they will. Okay, uh, great to have you with us. Um, obviously, all that uh, practice has paid off. Uh, maybe. I you know, uh, you, sh- you shot seventy five. It's good. I, I want to shoot par. I want to shoot under par. Yeah. Too many, too many, too many little mistakes. You just. I'm going to get there though, with your encouragement. I have hope. No, no. I mean, there's an old saying. I don't, you probably have never heard this before, but I'll, I'll pass it along. You either get better, or you get worse. You never stay the same. <laughs> oh, that guy, he was out of touch. Uh, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> so get better. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best, and you're hey. going to be the first person to know when I do. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, really appreciate it. I think the audience would appreciate your insight very much today. Thanks so much, Nate. Thanks a lot, Steve. Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. We'll wrap it up in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. You're wondering where they got that tape. That was actually at the Suits Thanksgiving dinner. Ah. That's the way it goes. So they only scored six the other night, huh? Yeah, not a not a great start, but it's only week one. We'll see. Oh, I was talking about the football team, not the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> you people are awful. We're showing the on the radio. Worst. They made it back in one piece. There you That's go. That's all that matters. Today's show has been brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. We're hoping tomorrow we have much more information on this. Like you, we're waiting. <laughs>